will I be able to provide him that? And it was a fear every day, like, am I doing this right? Have I got parenthood? And I, I would read a lot of books. I listened to podcasts. I joined mom groups. I built a support system that really kept me going forward with happiness, with joy, just no matter how bad things get, there's still so many things to be grateful for. I was here, I had my family, my son was healthy. Everything else was gonna fall in place eventually. And it all, and that's something that I want to teach my son in this world where people talk about boys and wanting them to be strong and wanting them to man up in everything. My attitude is different. My son is surrounded by me. I'm a strong woman. I'm a provider. I'm a caretaker. I am hardworking. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm strong both mentally and physically. So what a father can provide him, I can too. And I do it with confidence. I'm no longer scared. And it comes with small practices. It's my own discipline that allows me to do that. I practice gratitude with him. I practice love with him forgiveness, and mindfulness. Welcome to Dads and Deadlifts podcast with me, your host, Rish. This podcast is to raise awareness around the social stigma of the word man up. Research has shown men are less likely to seek help for trauma, abuse, neglect, addictions, and mental illness because they will be perceived as weak. Research had directly or indirectly linked these problems to the social and cultural perceptions of the word man up. It's time to start a conversation and redefine this word man up. Each week, you will be hearing from men and women all around the world who survived emotional abuse, physical abuse, domestic violence, and addictions, and how they came out on the other side with triumph to begin a new chapter. You will also hear from experts and coaches all around the globe on matters like brain health, psychology of men and women, holistic healing, fitness, and last but not least, what it takes to be a man, overcoming the social stigma and expectations, and tap into your individual unique authenticity and vulnerability. Thank you for joining me in this mission to serve men around the world and letting them know they are not alone in this. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Dads and Deadlifts. And today, today we have a guest that, uh, man, I've been trying to get this uh, woman, this amazing human being, this coach, this single mom of a beautiful young boy for last six months. And somehow our timing, our dates never, never worked out. And finally, I'm like, okay, Priya, we need to get this thing going. So today I finally got Priya on my show. She's a busy mom and you will hear a lot of things that will resonate everything that we talk about on this podcast. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest today, Priya Kumar. Priya, welcome to Dads and Deadlifts. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm sorry it's taken so long, but I'm glad that I am finally here during this Thanksgiving week. And <laughs> let's do what, this. <laughs> uh, I, I personally think like this is an amazing week to be on, right? Like because yes. <laughs> your whole journey your your whole work that you your group right impossible and I, i'm gonna have you talk about those things and it's always better directly from the horse's mouth <laughs> your journal your live my possibilities your social media the the positive the energy that you put on every day i don't know if you have ever heard from i'm pretty sure you keep hearing from everyone else but I don't know whether I told personally, and I will tell you on my podcast, just because you, just not because you're on my show, that every day, like I get on social media and see something that you posted, it's amazing. Especially with a son running a business, working a full-time job, doing what you're doing and raising a kid. That's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. And the raising a kid the right way, the raising that kid who... Oh my God, like you guys need to go check her social media and we'll definitely post everything on show notes. But man, her kid, I was just telling her offline, 
uh, 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line, if you hear this guy's name <laughs> as a chef, don't be surprised because there's this whole routine and whole setup that went through it. So Priya, how about you introduce yourself a little bit and talk about who Priya is and how this Priya Kumar came as of today in 2020 uh, so that people can understand and we'll dive in uh, with uh, more uh, uh, questions and uh, discussions. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Rush, for having me here. Like Rush mentioned, I am a single mom of a four-year boy, four-year-old boy, and he is a chef in the becoming. <laughs> so... <laughs> You may definitely, if he doesn't take any other path, you may really um, hear about him. <laughs> Aiden is his name. <laughs> uh, I'm also a hospice volunteer. I'm a marathon runner. I'm a self-published uh, author for a gratitude journal that actually I started for myself and then it went to other people and now it's on Amazon. Uh, I'm an executive transformation coach, empowering change to create a joyful and secure life for your family. That's something that I do for, and I'm a coach for single moms. So that's where my focus is helping moms really find their grounding and rebuild while having a responsibility of your children and trying to give them the best. Um, my journey pretty much began when um, my son was, well, before then, but my when my son was six months old, that's when it really pivoted. And uh, I found myself going through a divorce with a six-month-old boy and uh, um, moving in with my parents. And the way that happened was when I was, when, when I went back to work from my maternity leave and I was looking, going through my phone, like most moms do all day, you look at pictures and videos of your kids, if, especially when you're a new mom. And I'm going through my phone, looking at my son's pictures and videos. And I said to myself, wow, these are some great memories, except I don't remember these moments. And that was so difficult to really recognize that. And, you know, I was trying to help at that time, my husband, who was a victim of alcohol and substance abuse. And in the midst of that, I lost myself as a mother. I was doing what was necessary, taking care of my son, feeding him, clothing him, bathing him, all of that. But I was an absent mom. I was just doing what was needed. I did not remember these moments that were captured in my phone. And at that time I decided I'm gonna have to choose one. There's one that I cannot help. I cannot save this marriage by myself. And here's my child that needs me more than anything. And I want to be a mother and I want to be a present mom. And um, it, the marriage did not work out. So I, when my son was six months old, I left. And being of Indian background, sometimes that's found upon, you have a little child and you leave your husband. And a lot of the times the blame goes on the mom, especially if she's successful and driven and things like that. Luckily, my parents were very supportive and my dad said, you are um, moving in with us and you can stay here as long as you want. And that was another thing that the house that I lived in was my own house. And now I was still paying a mortgage and everything that was needed. Um, and I realized that there was a point when I was so broke that I could not afford to buy diapers for my son. I had a job, I had a car, I had a house and I was broke. I had never, I would never forget that. And thank God for my parents, I had that support system. And that's when I decided that my, I am not going to accept this life. I was desperate for a change and to change my circumstances. I did not accept where my life had ended up. I did not blame anyone because it was my choice to walk away but it was my choice to also lift myself up. My why was my son. My reason to get up and do something was my son. And the first thing I did was ran a marathon. I was so miserable in that marathon. I, it takes half an hour to drive 26 miles. 
but my life was so painful that I decided to run 26 miles. I got hurt at mile five. At mile 15, I sat down on the side of the road and I cried and I cried until I did not feel any pain. And at mile 26, when I crossed limping, but standing up, I knew I could do anything. And that's when my life's motto came by, I am possible. That's something that my journal says, that's the hashtag I use all the time. I have merchandise with that on it because that is something that I remind myself every day. I am possible and my possibilities are endless as long as I am stepping forward. The credit for that resilience and keep standing up comes from my dad. He has always, you know, growing up, we didn't have a lot of money, but he always provided so much wisdom, something that a child will not understand at that age, but he planted a seed that grew with these strong roots. And when I hit rock bottom, that was one thing that kept me standing. It was his wisdom. And everything that I, he had taught me pretty much said, you can slow down, you can rest, but you are not going to stop and you are not going to give up. It doesn't matter how much it hurts, you're gonna move, move, keep moving forward. And so I did. And, and it's funny because this year, that was something that I actually read. I, I read a quote that said, don't give your kids what you wish you had. Teach them what you wish you knew. And that's so powerful because that's what my dad did. He taught me so many things that became fruitful when I needed it the most. And that's my goal to give my son. And this is something, and it's everyday practice. When I first became a single mom, I kept thinking, will I be able to give my son what a father would have given him? Will I be able to provide him that? And it was a fear every day, like, am I doing this right? Have I got parenthood? And I, I would read a lot of books. I listened to podcasts. I joined mom groups. I built a support system that really kept me going forward with happiness, with joy, just no matter how bad things get. There's still so many things to be grateful for. I was here. I had my family. My son was healthy. Everything else was going to fall in place eventually. And it all, and that's something that I want to teach my son in this world where people talk about boys and wanting them to be strong and wanting them to man up in everything. My attitude is different. My son is surrounded by me. I'm a strong woman. I'm a provider. I'm a caretaker. I am hardworking. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm strong both mentally and physically. So what a father can provide him, I can too. And I do it with confidence. I'm no longer scared. And it comes with small practices. It's my own discipline that allows me to do that. I practice gratitude with him. I practice love with him, forgiveness and mindfulness. And what that looks like every night when we go to bed, I'll tell him everything that I'm grateful for. And he'll tell me the same thing. And I'll tell him, I love you. And he'll be quiet. And then sometimes he'll be like, but I love my grandma and grandma. And I'll be like, what? And he'll be like, oh, mommy, I love you. <laughs> and those moments are just so priceless. And, and depending on how the day went, like if he was not listening or misbehaving or something and I yelled at him or something, before we go to bed, I tell him, um, I'm sorry that I yelled at you. Do you know why mommy yelled at you? And he'll say, because I was not listening. And I'm like, why were you not listening? So anytime I punish him for something, I want him to know why he was punished. They don't understand the right and the wrong. It's my job to show him and to tell him, like, this is, this is why this was wrong. And this is why, this is how you can improve it. I don't want him to turn out the way I uh, see myself or all parents are different. So. I don't want him to be this cookie cutter person that I created. I want him to be his own person. So I guide him. I am not trying to mold him. And my son is 
very hard-headed and stubborn, just like me. And it's not me, the young me, it's me now. So I really see that in him. And I'm not trying to tame that down at all because that's going to take him far. But I want him to know the good things, the disciplines of life. So that's our practice. Every night we do that. Um, I journal every day. Like Rish mentioned, I, um, I published a journal. journal. I actually have it here. <laughs> Let me just grab it. It's called My Journey. And um, that's where I write. It has my goals that I write in there, my affirmations, my self-care, all of that. And earlier when I mentioned that I'm physically and mentally strong, and the reason I say that is because now that the gyms are closed, I work out at home and my son works out with me. I bought him this like tiny blue dumbbells that are like two pounds. And the other day I ordered my weights and they came in and they're the heavier ones. It was like 20 pounds and the 80 pound dumbbell, um, I mean, a uh, kettle weight. So he brings the 20 pound dumbbell inside the house and he's like, mommy, look, I'm so strong. I brought this inside and that's half his weight. And I was so proud of him. <laughs> I'm like, wow, great. So what this does, it, it sh he's trying. It shows that like, that's something also I'm teaching him. Like manhood is not just being physically strong. You need to be mentally strong as well. When in his, in his, in school, when he says, I can't do this. I'm like, did you try? Did you try to do it? Let's try, let's start again. And those are the things that I want to teach him. Some of the things that comes with like with the mindset of man up. I feel like, you know, like when someone uses that term, it has a very negative connotation to it, especially for me. People say, don't cry, um, don't be sensitive, don't be so emotional about things. Um, they almost want you to neglect your softer nurturing side. And I feel like that makes them, um, that creates inability to connect with your own emotional side. And that doesn't allow you to connect with others emotionally either. Um, the emotional side of us, I believe is the feminine nurturing healing side. And we all need that because there's so many things that happen in our lives that we need to heal ourselves the emotional pains, both men and women go through the same challenges. And we all need to know how to heal ourselves. For women, it's so much easier to just call their girlfriend and be like, oh, I had a bad day, or my boyfriend was a jerk and he said mean things and they'll just, and the girls will be like, oh, grab a wine, let's get together, talk about it, laugh, you know, cry, whatever. And they get over it, it they move on. Men, they bottle it up because they're told not to so show emotions, don't cry. And that's one of the biggest things in relationships, I feel like it's the women complain that he doesn't understand me. And the men complain, she doesn't get me. But there's that disconnect. Like if you have put your emotional side aside, how are you going to connect with someone? For me, if, if I can talk to if I have a partner who has this emotional side, I, I know that I can show my emotional side and actually go for guidance because they're able to embrace their own. Therefore, they're able to understand like deep down where it's hurting me inside, you know, instead of just telling me like, well, you just get over it, you know, tomorrow will be a better day. Sometimes we need that to really be there for someone. And that's something that I want to teach my son man up i want him to know that man up is going to be manning up emotionally empathetically man up to stand for others for defenseless man up to nurture man up to provide man up to be vulnerable and man up to fully accept yourself you don't need another one to complete you be a complete person first so the other, other person can add, add to you. And if they are feeling broken and hurt, you are helping to nurture them, their wound and helping them heal. And that's the biggest power. We le live in a, such a disconnected world that we need more people who embrace emotions and are okay with being vulnerable and being able to share and 
fearlessly share. I want my son to be able to tell his friends fearlessly, I love you, man, you know, and not just say it, you know, I want him to be able to say it, like, I love you. I want him to come to me and say, mommy, this is what happened and I'm hurting. I want him to be able to express his feelings, both positive and negative. And that's when he will really be able to connect with himself. He'll be able to go deep inside him and be able to see where the positive feelings come from, where the negative feelings come from, what are the triggers? Because every day there's something happening around us. Even though if we're not fully, if, if we're not in the problem, the problem is around us. Uh, around us. We, we see it on social media, it's on the news. There's, we're, if, even when we're not paying attention to it, we're still absorbing it. So we need to have a way to be able to really know where these emotions are coming from. Sometimes it's something that you heard or someone's story you heard, or you saw someone bully someone or hurt someone, you know, and it, even though you forget about it, but it's still in your mind, it's in your subconscious memory, and eventually it's going to come out. So it's, if you're not connected with the emotional side, your nurturing side, it's hard to really see where the triggers or some of these things are coming from. So yeah, man up to me is more of embracing yourself and for women too, you know, there are, it's, it's for both. I think women too, some of them neglect that nurturing and emotional side because it's something either they didn't get or they got too much of. And we start thinking sometimes it's the lack of or little of, we start thinking of it as, uh, as a weakness, it's really not like for me, I was bullied growing up. I battled depression. I was suicidal in high school. In college, I lost my brother and then I got divorced. You know, so it was a roller coaster, but I had to really accept like, I can blame other people for the rest of my life, but do I really want to carry this? I, it was my job to heal myself and rescue myself to be here where I am and be able to talk about it without feeling drained and, uh, you know, and not sounding like I'm still hurting. I'm actually proud of those exper experiences because they make me who I am. So let me start off with this. You are the first person on this show. I haven't even interrupted <laughs> since I introduced you. The reason is, that, I mean, this can be just Priya show at this point. I mean, amazing, <laughs> amazing wisdom, amazing story Priya really um I took so much notes like literally I, I was just kind of jotting things down you know and um and I, I really loved how you explained the manner uh, that's just literally how I've envisioned when I started this this journey this mission and it's very hard to connect with women when you talk about this work when you when you try to explain that what this mission's about and i really hope after today having this episode none of my guests so far have explained the way you did from a woman's standpoint that what a woman uh, today's generation means uh not nurturing men who also can connect with their emotions um i do want to go back few, on few things and i stuff that i really like and we'll, we'll kind of talk about it first of all i really love that you do the grateful thing because i started this like a month ago i call it a five minute speech uh, every <laughs> night uh, not a uh, month ago about like now two and a half weeks now um we will do like here and there but i kind of made it a routine now so five minute speech is like okay i ask him like okay how was your day today give me like five things that you you liked about today give me a couple a couple of things you don't like about today and the gratefulness already was part of his routine um i, I should not say routine i just kind of like try to the same way you kind of are raising your boy I do the same thing with Rihan is, you know, when he wakes up, I'm like, just say, thank you hard. Like, like you, it's still beating today. That's huge. That's sometimes we forget that we are still alive. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's hard to pull ourselves out of bed with, uh, when we have other stuff going on and, uh, just, just to be grateful for that. That's, uh, that's a very good way to start your day. But the fact, let me, let me go back to your, uh, story. I mean, first of all, it, it just blew my mind, um, that, that you said that you were so aware of it, that you were an absent mom, not because you are not a mother, because you had to make a choice. You had to fight between raising your kid versus attending to your uh, ex. And um, the fact that you were aware of that, that's huge. And 
the fact that also that you were conscious about not blaming other people, not blaming your ex, not blaming the environment, not blaming everyone else in your whole life and realizing that this is my life, I am in control and I have to do what's better, what's good and to walk away from that. Uh, this is something uh, very common I've heard about and uh, I give kudos to you for that. The reason I give kudos to you for that is not just because you walked away from it, but because you were aware of the fact that there's no point blaming the other person. There's no point have my life's story on someone else's shoulder. I'm giving that power to someone else. I'll just take it over. From here on, it's me. I'll, I'll do it. And I loved what you said. And this is exactly what it is. Like, yes, the fact that you were working uh, and you're an entrepreneur and you do all of this, uh, that also ties what you just, the way you kind of completed the, uh, the what you're saying is you can blame someone or you can take responsibility. That's one, being conscious, being aware, all that. And the second part where I felt like it ties together that when you are yourself like figuring things out, you need to be complete by yourself. So the fact that you are complete yourself you're not only doing that for yourself, you're actually walking the talk. Your son is seeing it. And that's where all this example of this kid, guys, listen, listen, uh, I mean, go and follow uh, Priya's social media and you will see what I mean. Like it's, it's an amazing, amazing feeling just to see that kid <laughs> do things, you know. Um, what was the other day I was saying? He was making an uh, egg. Yeah, and then he 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 was uh, uh cutting vegetables and cucumbers and cooking yeah. it's amazing amazing <laughs> so the fact that you were walking the talk the fact that you said like he actually went and got that 20 pound kettlebell from the doorstep right like those are the things and i talk about this like you know don't talk about it do it with your kid don't tell them to be happy be happy don't tell them to be fit be fit don't tell them to listen listen you know and that's these are the things as parents i think like we need to especially given the audience of my podcast given what i tried i'm trying to raise awareness through my podcast as uh with boys and that stigma around men and the boys i'm so happy that your kid has a mom who is walking the talk because I think parents need to do that. Having said that, I have a very important question for you. You are a coach. You're transforming lives out there. And I kudos and thank you for that. Thanks for what you're doing. And especially, I'm going to have your journal listed on my show notes. Um, I love, I love the subtitle, one step at a time, one day at a time. And I think that goes with what you said with your marathon at mile five, you started, uh, you stopped right and then mile yeah. 15 um mile five you said you were i got hurt you you got hurt and mile 15 you sat down and started crying until you were numb yeah. and i think like that's what the first thing that everyone all of us do is like how can i numb the pain physically because our body just tells us to stop yeah then basically yeah. what we have to do is just numb that and yeah. just mind takes over and that's where yes. i think people need to feel it right? People needs to feel that pain to go there. A lot of people don't understand that. The reason I understood your pain and understand where you're coming from, because I had gone through that. Yeah. And there's no way around pain only when is through. Yeah, it you is. Know. You just have to break through. You just have to break that barrier. Like I can do it. Yeah. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Right. So my question to you is there are moms, there are dads out there too. They're helpless. They feel like can I do it by myself? There are parents that are still struggling, not just they're intentionally doing it, but they're just struggling, yeah. right? They're struggling to hold themselves together, right? Even, even if they're single. Yeah. What are some of the tips that you have or you can give them that they can implement immediately so that they can start taking one step at a time, taking a quote from your <laughs> subtitle of your journal, what you says, what you say is what can they do, especially with these trying times with COVID and being single parents and have a kid, how can they take care of themselves and how can they implement that at the same time without wasting time for their kid? There are a few things that I did. The very first, first things that I did when I knew my situation, I was very aware of it. I knew 
everything that was falling apart and I could not prevent it. It's like you're watching this mudslide heading to your house and you're like, do I leave or is a miracle going to happen before it reaches me and it's going to like stop? And sometimes you just have to accept the fact that it's coming. Pack your important stuff and get out of the way. And that's what I did. I was like, okay, everything in my life is falling apart. But what is not falling apart? I'm healthy. My parents are here. My son is here. So I promised myself that I will, every day, I will tell myself all the things that I'm grateful for. The first thing that I did when I woke up was, the first thing that I always said was, one day at a time. I got this. First step. You be grateful, your heart is beating, you're breathing, you're still here. That means you have a chance to make everything better and you're going to. Take the first step, go brush, go get ready, go eat something, take care of yourself. Fill your cup up first so you can pour into others. And just doing the little things that I had control over. And the biggest thing was, be happy with my child. I don't want him to see the stress that I'm going through. So that was my happiness. And it, that was like my happy pill. You know, I'd come home and I'll be like, come here and like smush his face and kiss him and big hug. Even now, like when I have a bad day, I'll just look over because I'm working from home and he's here and I'll just go sit with him and we'll watch like Lion King or something or eat popcorn. Like little things, little joys that we have control over. Embrace it and expand it, like stay in that feeling, hold that feeling that you can feel joy. Everything's gonna be okay. Next thing, write down all the things that are going wrong and number them, like which are the things that you really cannot control? And what are the things that you can take action towards right now? Like if you have credit card bills, like you're in debt and you don't know what to do, Call the company, ask them to lower the credit card, um, the credit card interest rate. Ask them if they can take a payment plan and like, uh, what is it, the settlement. Um, see if you can settle the debt. There are ways, pick up the phone, call, internet. There's so many resources out there. Figure out what, whatever issue you have, Google it. You will find some answer or some direction. Apply it. Books. Borrow, if you can't afford to buy a book, borrow it. One of, one of the most amazing books that I read first was The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. I have and I, That book is amazing. Ever since I read it, I tell everyone, read that book. Because sometimes, well, not sometimes, it's very important to break, break up with your past. And it talks about triggers. And that was one thing that I needed the most. Like, okay, this is affecting, like this claw from the past is like clawing my future. I need mm -hmm. to break free from that. And like Oprah always says, when you know better, you do better. So educate yourself. It's your life. You know exactly what you want out of it. I live my life backwards now. I I because of hospice and all of that. I'm like, okay, if I were on my deathbed and I had hours and hours to just think, what do I want my life to look like? So then I went backwards. I'm like, this is how I would like the movie of my life to play. And I want it to be, there's be a lot of laughter. And I don't want to regret any moment of parenting. So, be grateful in the middle of, in the midst of chaos, there's always something to be grateful for. And you can always take action. Once you start, that's what, that's where that quote comes from, one step at a time. Once you start taking that step forward, you're gonna keep moving forward. Forget about how far you have to go. Look at how far you've come. That's accomplishment. It doesn't matter wow. if you're moving slow. You can be a turtle. That's okay. Keep moving forward.
Uh, it was such a powerful what you said. You know, it's not that it's something that I'm hearing new or anyone is hearing for the first time, but how you put it together is like, don't worry about how far you have to go. Just worry about how far you have come. And that's one thing we all have to be grateful. We all have to be in our heart to realize that, that we are here for a reason. Yeah. Right. And I love what you said, like, you know, the way you explained it. Um, by the way, you're very well articulated so <laughs> thank really you good. like I, I the way i say it like I, i'm like i am a huge proponent of that and even in my book that i'm writing i actually talk a lot about that a major part of it every chapter starts with uh, somehow talks about that like i'm a huge fan of death and when i say that people think it's morbid it's it's kind of like what are you talking no. about i'm like once you have that clear idea that it's coming you cannot escape it it's you're gonna inevitable. start seeing you're gonna <laughs> you start know. seeing like if this is exactly. my last minute if this is my last second that is the only thing that's guaranteed <laughs> exactly so you don't have any control and that just like the same thing you cannot have any more control with any other things that's going on in your lives the fact that you actually have that consciousness and have that awareness that my life's gonna end after a while this body that I got, it's going to be gone. What's going to live is our name through our kids, through our parents, through, through our relatives, you know, like everything. But here's the deal. Um, I think like this is something I have a question for you. And you mentioned it like and I, I felt it also growing up. My parents were, I would say, you know, modest, like, you know, middle-class, not, nothing uh, extravagant, uh, but they always gave us a lot of experiences and your dad did the same for you. And of course I could see the strong woman that you have become and, and the lives that you are affecting. What, we, we, we hear about experiences, right? But I think like the biggest problem that I also see that we have to, make it very clear what kind of experiences yeah right so what do you have to say to my audience like some of the experiences especially with covid right uh tell me a little bit what are you doing uh with your kids so that i my, my audience can take some nuggets like okay what is priya doing right like a single mom and how she's showing this time to her kid that Hey, you know what? There's a simple thing. You don't have to be grandiose to make an experience. You don't have to take a thousand dollar trip somewhere. You can have that experience. And I think like that's where people get stuck, right? Yeah. Ah, uh, because I was on a, someone else's podcast last week and she was like, you know, I, I, I used to think that I have to do this and I cannot even take, you know, like uh, work with when I have my kid. And I'm like, you know, I went through the same thing. At one point, I, I, I would, my limiting belief would be like, uh, when, when I have my son, I cannot take my dogs for a walk or I cannot do this until I actually sat down and realized like, what am I talking about? Yeah. Why can't we? And then once you start taking action, it becomes clear. So tell, tell my uh, listeners and audience, like, what are the, some of the things that Priya do with the uh, future chef? <laughs> <laughs> well, we do, we do do a lot of cooking, healthy stuff for sure. He cuts all my veggies <laughs> and he does stand on his chair with a spoon and whatnot and try to cook it. I let him uh, for the most part, if it's something dry, like spinach and mushrooms and vegetables that I'm just sauteing. Uh, so that's something that he enjoys doing. We have spent a lot of money on baking soda, vinegar, <laughs> food coloring uh, on this colorful volcanoes every single day and it's cheap stuff you can do it and the excitement he'll be like mommy did you see that it was a red volcano and then he'll put like some green in it or something and he'll be like oh my god wait why is it black <laughs> <You know? laughs> so yeah and then i have a dog i have a husky and we go for a walk together he'll be on his bike i'll be holding my dog and because I am a runner, my son acts like he is way faster than me. So when he gets on his bike, he'll be like, mommy, run. And I'm like, that's not fair. <laughs> you got wheels. I got legs <laughs> and the dog. 
<laughs> you know? I, I love that picture. I love that video that you sent me when we first connected. Oh my God, guys, like I wish, uh, the, I'll try to see if I can somehow put that video on my show notes. That's a hilarious video as uh, Priya's son uh, was uh, wearing a T-Rex costume and, oh, yes. a, and a, a kid's motorcycle with uh, support yeah. wheels. It was oh, the funniest yeah. and thing that's that another I thing we do. Costumes are amazing. He Spider-Man cleans my house every day. Some days T-Rex is sitting there watching a t watching TV. <laughs> Some days it's Batman cooking. So <laughs> we keep it exciting. Like kids have their imagination is amazing. So I just it's fun for me to watch him do all that. Like I take my dogs on a walk while he's dressed as Spider-Man. <laughs> You know? and it makes other people laugh I really have no rules when it comes to having fun as long as you're safe everything is fun we have pillow fights <laughs> you know yes. we wrestle like it does you know when it comes to kids don't overthink it they mm -hmm. don't judge you just do anything for fun I mean we put a tent inside the house and pretended we were out camping <laughs> so so let me ask you, you're raising a boy, uh, just like me. And I think like um, the similar mission that I'm, I'm on and you, you talked about it very articulate. I love that uh, the man up uh, with vulnerability and authenticity and emotions and nurturing. What do you tell other people, other parents about raising a boy when Yes, at home, we are providing that atmosphere, but at some point, they will have other friends. They will see the world and the society True. that we are in that are pushing our boys for social these stigmas, right? And there will be a point that they will have a little bit of confusion there. Like, mm -hmm. hold on a minute. My mom said that, my dad yeah. said that, I love that. But now when I'm around my friends, I cannot cry. No, they will make fun of it. How, what's, what's Priya's advice for, for parents out there so that they can help them navigate those confusions, those years? I've thought about that. And my son is only four, he's gonna be December. In December, he's gonna be five. And that's something I thought about. and. I told myself that I'm not going to worry about it right this moment. Mm -hmm. I will cross that bridge when I get there. I'm preparing him though. One of my friends raises two boys. And one of the things that he said was, I'm not raising boys. I'm raising men. And I was like, that's powerful because you are raising men. So you're teaching them to be responsible, to be clean, take care of your own stuff, be independent. And, um, and I asked him, cause he's a single dad. And I was all like, so how, what do you do when your kids are emotional? How do you handle the emotional side? He said, I told my son, you can cry, but don't cry in front of people who are going to make you feel weak. Choose where you're going to shed your tears. Home is always safe. I'm never gonna judge you. And I thought that was very strong advice because that's something that I'm going to face someday, you know? And I want my son to still know that, no, I was not wrong in telling you to, that it's okay to cry. Now you're just gonna have to choose where you can cry, where you can, in front of whom can you cry? Because that's me too. I don't just, I'm, an, I'm a sensitive, emotional person. I just don't cry in front of anyone. I play, I choose a place where, and people who hold that space for my emotion, for my vulnerability. That safe space, that, mm -hmm. that safe space. I love it. I love how you broke it down. So I'm going to interrupt you because I really want to have a very important question on that. Like, I love what you're saying. Yes, the space. Yeah, but I think as parents, my, uh, like, so my follow-up question to you would be, you can you can share with them like, okay, you need a safe space and you need to have that. So how can we make it easier for them to just not have a safe space for them to talk about? I think like what's also important that your son 
being so aware of it and have that tools in his toolbox mm -hmm. for future. I think like what's important also is to them becoming that safe vessel for their friends. And that's exactly how we will start changing the stigma mm -hmm. around men. Yeah. That it's okay. I love you, man. Like it's all good. Yeah. You can talk to me. Be, right? Being that nurturer and that healer for, right. for someone else. Because there are also a lot of families who, who are probably not going to get that type of nurturing. You know, so be that person. It's okay to sit with that person and cry in their pain. It's okay. You know. And, and it's also going to be learning experience when my son gets there. I mean, right now, the scenarios that I have in my mind and how I'm going to handle that, there could be something totally different that I will not know how to handle it. But I am always going to let him know it's okay to know what hurts you and to be hurt because it allows space for growth. And there's a beautiful quote by Rumi and it says, when we are broken, it allows light to shine into the places that it never shown before. So embrace that. It's a, don't, don't ask why. Ask yourself, what is this moment trying to teach me? What, what does this mean? You know, and because when you start saying why, you start thinking something's wrong with you. So that's why this is happening. And that's and, and, that and we human beings are very good at that. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, Especially me. I was like, why? You know, I'm such a good person. You know? <laughs> so then I was, and then I, when I started asking, what was, the, what is this trying to teach me? I'm not here to just work, pay my bills and die. There's got to be a bigger reason for all of these puzzle pieces and all of these things that are happening. And I have found my purpose now. I love helping people. I have an emotional side and I love holding space for those who need it. There's so many people I've sat with and cried with and not even realize that I'm crying with them. And sometimes just holding that space for someone is healing for them in itself. And especially and, when you, uh, okay, go ahead. And that's something I want my son to see as well. Like you don't have to always have answers for everything. And sometimes it's not just about you. Our lives are connected with so many people. There are going to be people whom you need in your life at that time, and they'll show up. And there are going to be people whom you need just because they needed you in your life at that time. Love that. Love that. Because I feel like I'm a big believer in this. Like people show up and I feel like people always talk about like, oh, we are meant to be together. We do this. We are meant this meant to happen. But when it comes to it, we all, as Tony Robbins talk about it, this is not my quote. Tony says, we all love surprises until the surprise oh, yeah. is a bad surprise. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, ah, uh, no, I don't want it. That's not how yeah. you can choose. No. You can't no. choose it. You, you That's the funny thing with it. life. You don't get to pick and choose your pain. <laughs> no. We all said like, oh, I love surprises. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it comes in a, in a surprise package. You're like, what pain. is this? <laughs> like, we don't want it. So I think like that's that's such a powerful thing to say. A um, couple of more things I do want to ask you is you're, you're a volunteer for hospice, right? And I'm pretty sure that grounds you every day. My question for that and for my audience, uh, for again, again, coming back to the mission. And you said like, you know, the biggest thing that propels you is, is if I die today or on my deathbed. And we have heard all these scientific uh, news and research paper that 10 things people regret on their deathbed. One thing they regret the most. So. You are there on, on the front line of that. So I do want to take this opportunity to ask you, so what do you think? What do some of the things that you hear that people say? And what do you take off those wisdoms? Time, time. Waiting, keeping off things for a later time. My brother died when he was 20 years old. So he didn't really get to do, he didn't really get to live his life. 
But one thing that he did that I learned from him was love hard. Your friends, your family, even people who hurt you, don't hate them. That's, that's too big of a burden or weight to carry. And there is going to come a time when you want to apologize to them, when life gives you experience and you get more wisdom and you're like, why am I holding that negative space? It wasn't even that big of a deal. They stole my candy and I'm hating them, you know? So it's like, forget, forgive, because that's the moment when you are alone and you're thinking about that and you're going to be like, why was I holding that grudge? Was it even important? You don't have to talk to them, but just let it go. And don't put things off. Don't wait to do something. If you want to live, live, you know? And here's my- Hello. Do you want to do you want to introduce yourself so for the first time on this what's podcast? What's your name? My name is Rish Mitra. What's your name? Aiden. Aiden. So we have a little guest also on our podcast. Aiden, do you want to say something to our listeners today? Yeah. What do you want to What do you want to say today? I want to about my bird. So he's just a baby. I'm showing. I'm showing. I'll show you my bed. <laughs> okay. So so we, we will, uh, we are pivoting a little bit on this episode. And this is all this about, uh, you know, being authentic and vulnerable. And this kid I was talking about is, uh, he definitely um, showed up today as a guest. And uh, you guys are getting a glimpse of it. So, um, Priya, I do have one more question. Um, yes. And I'm, I think I'm putting on spot, but... Um, you, you, you talked about your brother. Yes. What mommy, really... Uh, but mommy, okay, like... stand on the chair and you're going to be quiet. Okay, Papa? Okay. <laughs> to his bird and we'll continue. Okay. I did. Wow. Guys, this is... I mean, I can see the video. This is a live bird. I wasn't... I was thinking it's a toy, but... Okay, so it, it's a live bird. What kind of bird is it? It's a baby bird. And it's a baby bird. Boogie woogie. Boogie woogie. And and he flies. Wow. But his wings are cut so he cannot fly, but he can still fly. Regarding your brother, twenty years, as you said, like the biggest lesson you heard learned from him is love heart, and that also brings up a question that I I experienced a lot on this podcast and going on someone else's podcast is just because there are people who are loving and kind doesn't mean that they're doing well mm-hmm. and you need to check on them. Yeah. You need to be there. You need to really, as a society, we need to normalize a lot of this mental health yeah. A lot of that uh, things that we have created a stigma around. Yeah. And it starts totally with it, agree. right? Yeah. Because we have said, boys, don't cry. There's no mm-hmm. emotions. And that ends up being no one to talk to. Mm-hmm. So this is the repercussion that I think people don't realize until it hits home. Yeah. But unfortunately, yeah. your family is one that your parents lost their son. You probably lost, you lost amazing human being and I could see the love in your eyes and also right now um, if you don't want to get into details we will not but my question to you is simple is did you when this when that happened did you guys realize that is that was there something that he showed signs that could have someone could have helped him or is it something that as a society same thing that we are talking about on this podcast and other platforms that we failed well he um i was the one that that battled depression and suicidal he was the happy person (laughs) and and he actually died in a car accident um so when that happened, he was my only sibling. And I did not know how to handle that loss because he was my main support system. 
and and because I was suicidal and depressed and all those things, um, I killed that part of myself. And I said, okay, I was not satisfied with my life. I hated my life, but I'm going to live his life. After he passed away for six months, um, I was an alcoholic. I drank a lot. And one day I almost got um, run over by a semi-truck. And that's when my life flashed in front of me. And I was, just, and I heard his voice, his disappointment. And he said, I did not have a choice. You do. Why are you wasting this gift? And that day I decided that I'm not going to live my life. I'm going to live his life. And I'm going to live the way he lived fearlessly and loving and loving hard and loving and learning to love myself first and uh, and that's something i show people because sometimes people will uh my friends will ask me if someone said this to me will you what would you think and i kid you not there have been times when i've been in rooms where people talked about me like in a negative way and i didn't pay any attention and they're like you do realize they were talking about you i'm like what really me and they're like yeah you didn't you didn't pay attention and i'm like well i don't think about myself in a negative way so anytime when someone talks negative about me who doesn't know me my only thing that i say is it's okay they're just jealous of my hair yeah. <laughs> that i have used that for like the last 20 years like ever since i was in school my first job or whatever anytime someone said oh this person doesn't like that's okay they're just jealous of my hair <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one way to pivot the conversation i love that because that's that's what i do too is like you know i feel like we talk so negative about ourselves mm -hmm. once we realize that that and this is everyone talks about it, but we read it, but we really don't implement it. And mm -hmm. until you implement it, it's very hard to have that. And I really mean it like when I the same thing I do. And like when my people, when my friends said, like, don't you like feel um, angry? I'm like, absolutely, it's there. I'm not mm -hmm. going to pretend it's not there. But I also yeah. know that it's none of my business. Yeah, what other, it doesn't what serve they're a purpose in your life. So, so the way why? I can immediately shut myself and I go that gratitude, go to that place of gratitude, like, that's okay. Let yeah. them think what they want. I mean, yes, I get angry. The human interaction is like, boom. Yeah. Then I'm like, and well, they, okay. Whatever reason they have, it does not serve a purpose in your life. No. So why, and that's my thing. Why am I going to pay attention to it? Right. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold you up for too long. Your son's in the house and tell that little kid for thanks for showing up as a guest. And I might just do a segment just with him, you know, like knowing him. And, he talks uh, a lot. Oh, I see him. I see his social media. So I mean, you know, like we you might have to start creating another social media because he's getting popular and popular, you know. Uh, just to uh, be very clear about that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm going to let you uh, spend more time with your son today. But thanks for coming with your busy schedule. And thanks for all that you're doing, all Thank that you. you're doing, and especially with your life and the stuff that you were working with your kid and uh, changing lives for other men and women um, and everything. If you have last piece of advice for everyone, and normally I end the podcast with what's the definition of man up? You already explained that <laughs> so beautifully. And uh, I don't even, so you kind of like already answered my question. So the way I want to end your episode, and especially this, this is Thanksgiving week in 2020, right? And it's amazing, that, what an amazing year it had been. And uh, I, I want to ask you, what would you say to all my listeners about oh. being grateful, about living their life if you want to sum it up and just be like what do what should they take away from this year from all the grief in their life and people they lost one thing to take away definitely from people whom you've lost remember the good times embrace that love 
in your heart. Embrace those memories and let that just add, I call it filling your treasure chest. Fill it with memories and happiness and and love. So the times, tough times like this, like 2020, COVID, all that, you can pull out from that treasure treasure chest and hold it close to your heart and know that you're blessed that you have that. Or if you've lost it, be blessed and grateful that you had it because there are so many people who don't. And there are so many people who will not. So embrace it every day. Be grateful for every little thing. And for this year, it's been a tough year. And if you are going through hardship, you have lost your job or anything like that, it's not the end. You still have things to be grateful for. Reach out for help. Don't be intimidated. You are not alone. There's so many people going through it. When I was going through it, I did not want to reach out for help because I was embarrassed. Don't be. There are people like me and others who are willing to help. And a lot of coaches give away their services for free for those who really need it. So please, please, please reach out. And if you want, you can go online and get my journal. It's 10 bucks and you can write down your action plan in there, write your affirmations, write your self-care, the sections. You don't even have to think about it. It's already pre-filled for you. You just have to write your own things in there. And, and also just remember to take it one day at a time. Just, just focus on taking the next step, one step at a time, one day at a time. All you need to focus on is that. And eventually you're gonna make the distance. You're gonna keep moving forward and do it with gratitude in your heart, love for yourself and believe and know you will figure this out. Wow, what a, what a powerful way to end it. Uh, Priya, I am so, so, so happy that we finally got to get this thing running and actually were able to come on my show. And especially, I think, with your message. And I think it's a universe. I believe in universe and signs. And I wasn't really planning to release this episode this week. But especially with how our discussion went, how your life had been, what you were transforming out there for others. I think this is apt that I released this episode this week, right before Thanksgiving, where we need to be mindful about being grateful uh, and the attitude of gratitude and that we are still here despite all of the external influences and circumstances that we all are in. Um, to end, uh, please uh, kind of quickly talk about where can my listeners find you. And of course, all of this will be included in the show notes, guys, just like any other coach, coaches. And plus, I will also have uh, Priya's um, journal link uh, on Amazon on my show notes. So Priya, tell a little bit about where people can find you. My Facebook is Priya Kumar. You are going to find a lot of Priya Kumars on there. <laughs> but if you find me, send me a message. So I know that you listen to podcast to this podcast. Send me a quick message and I will accept you. I will add you. I will add you to my group that I run on Facebook. It's called Le Level Up Challenge. And I challenge people to take certain actions oh she does trust me she does <laughs> and then i love i love about this your level of challenge group is it's not just like one area of life right um i know we ran out of time but i really uh, love how you also helping other men and women in terms of stock markets and uh, really yeah. kind of investing and so guys honestly like you cannot go wrong with this group so please take a look at that okay and are you on instagram yes uh, on instagram it's live dot my dot possibilities so live my possibilities and if you do hashtag um i am possible or it's uh, i um dash m dash possible but live my possibilities is my instagram handle okay all of this would be included in the show notes of this episode priya again thank you so much go spend time with your future <laughs> chef and that kid and, thank you. Thank you so much. And I really am grateful for you and what you're doing uh, and helping other men and women and future generation raising the kid the way you were raising him. 
and for coming to my show and really appreciate that thank you so thank much you. have a great thanksgiving with you your too. family and say hi to your parents say hi to your kid and this is it guys we will conclude this episode right here remember this is the week of thanksgiving this is the week of gratefulness this is the week of attitude of gratitude so please even though we are all stuck at home not able to see our loved ones remember one of the biggest thing that you can do is help your loved ones by taking the precautions to make sure that we as a community can stop this COVID-19. And it's hard. It's hard to spend all time by yourself when you, when you, this is, these are the times that we want to see and hug and spend time and play games with our family. But only way we can do all of this is come together. And right now it sounds hard. It may seem hard, but it'll get over just like anything else. So keep this episode in mind, listen to it. Feel free to subscribe, feel free to share your review and feel free to go check uh, Priya's uh, social media. And uh, if you need any help, reach out. Reach out because we all are here. You're not alone. And especially with these times, it tends to sometimes feel like no one's there but everyone's there. You just have to get over that self-pity and just really reach out. And the way I like to say it, that you are not special. I hate to say this, you are really not. So stop getting, stop, stop your self-pity, stop being- your... we've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> so please understand that we are here and sometimes we need to form new community. And uh, this is what this podcast is about. This is what, what Priya is doing with her group and community. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. Have a great Thanksgiving. Have a safe Thanksgiving and stay blessed, stay safe. And I'll see you on another episode of Dads and Deadlifts. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dads and Deadlifts. And I hope you are as excited as I am learning from our guest today on the specific topic. Please subscribe, share, and leave a comment and tag Dads and Deadlifts on Instagram and Facebook with your experience of today's episode. Because remember, your one share might save someone from feeling alone and provide them the tools they can incorporate in their daily lives. Let's each of us do our part in helping men around the world. You can personally message me on my Facebook page or Instagram page, Dads and Deadlifts, if you want your story to be shared on the podcast or if you just feel alone and want someone to reach out to. Always remember, you are not alone. All you got to do is reach out. And I am rooting for you. Until next week, your host Rish signing off. I will see you next week with another brand new episode.